Annyeonghaseyo. Welcome to Afternoona Uncensored, Unscripted, Unedited, and Uninterrupted. So let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. That was totally off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't normal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should just stick with what I know. Sometimes you want to try and change it up and you don't know until you know that it's not mm-hmm. It's not good. Well, <laughs> it's like new time zone, new me. I know. You are you are in EST with me. I am. I'm, I'm in so EST with you. And it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've been EST. So mm-hmm. um, I am in Michigan, which I like to call the East Coast, but apparently it's it is not. not. <laughs> it's not the East Coast. But you can, I mean, you can, I mean, it's in the EST. Yes, but, yeah. Yeah. What's your EST? So your is Indiana. Like, well, just like a sliver Indiana. of Indiana. Yeah, part of Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Part of Indiana. But still, um, not the I coast. Know. Don't don't at me. <laughs> so, okay. I did post on Instagram. I will not belabor this for the entire podcast. So don't worry. If you're feeling worried about my travel story, you're not going to have to do this for a long time. Because I honestly am tired of telling it. And I've only told it probably like four times because it just is exhausting. <laughs> like it's too, I'm too close to what happened. <laughs> right. You lived it already. Lived that it. was exhausting enough. So, but I do need to tell it because it ties into um, an earlier podcast that we had with Megan about fairies versus cruises, <laughs> which this was a plot twist. I thought I was just flying from California to Detroit. Like this really wasn't like a thing. And so I booked on an airline. Yeah, I was say, that, don't say it. I booked an airline called that rhymes with. Hear it. Hear it. <laughs> Schmear it. <laughs> Schmear it. And look, fine. I, it was a affordable flight. Did I have some some ideas that maybe there would be disruption potentially like with tight flight times changing? Yes. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in a huge hurry. Like I want to get there. Like that's the goal. <laughs> but, like, you know, if I have to like have some delays along the way, I can live with that. Like I don't think maybe I told the universe I literally I want there to be like I'm OK with some delays. But you wanted to get there want- via plane. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I didn't want to like <laughs> railroad it into nothing. So anyway, not like a van with like traveling musicians. <laughs> yes, it actually so might have been day, fun. Yeah, the day we were flying was Saturday, and all day I just kept getting text alerts like your plane is delayed fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes. Like all, so I like I knew, and actually it wasn't bad because I was like trying to clean up and I was doing stuff, and I'm like, okay, I don't have to leave the house till like an hour later. Like it's gonna be fine. I have like a three hour buffer layover in Vegas. Everything's fine. So, um, you know, my son and I drive to the airport. It's beautiful outside. It's all sunny. We get to the San Jose airport. We've got plenty of time. It's just he and I because, you know, my husband and the girls are in Australia right now visiting grandparents. So it was just like very chill. We get to the gate. Plane, you know, shows up when it's meant to show up, which was late. But, you know, we were there late. So we didn't really have to wait. And so we get on the plane plane's fine like the guy's like i'm not really sure why what happened like we were like getting it in dallas no worries we're gonna get you to vegas in like an hour it's fine so we fly over to vegas i'm watching rain or shine 
which is fantastic. So I'm just kicked back, just living my best life. We land on the tarmac and the pilot comes on. He's like, I'm not sure what's going on, but he's like, every single gate is full. We can't get to the terminal. So we're just going to sit here until we can like get a gate. Sorry about that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, like we have an hour till we have to catch our next flight. Oh, God. but I wasn't freaking – I mean, I'm a pretty chill traveler. So I I'm would like, be eh. freaking out. Me too. I'd be freaking Already. out. Oh, yeah. like, Already at fine. an hour. I'm like, I'm just watching my show. And so <laughs> I'm watching Rain or Shine. I'm like, God, I've like finished another episode. Like we've really been sitting here. And I was like, well, I'm sure they're like going to hold the plane. Like, you know, they know there's people on here. Like whatever. So he pulls up and we're probably like – five six minutes past like when our plane was supposed to take off and i'm like well whatever like they'll hold the plane so we get off right across right across from us is the flight to detroit i'm like okay let's head over so we walk over and they're like oh that plane just took off 10 minutes ago i'm like motherfucker oh so i'm like okay i'm like well i guess we'll like stay in a hotel tonight and like figure it out and go to ticketing and like you know they'll put us up and you know we'll be on our way tomorrow yeah, because <laughs> I miss you have like such a positive outlook on Schmirit. <laughs> I did. I was like, you know, we'll just whatever. So we go down to ticketing, and that's when I started to be like, mm, this feels different. Like people are crying, babies are crying, <laughs> adults are crying. There's a lot of people. I was like, ooh, this doesn't feel great. So I. Got- <laughs> A lot of people are just leaking fluids out of their face. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I just like show up very reasonable when I finally get to ticketing. I'm like, we missed our plane by 10 minutes. You know, we were late coming in. I don't really know what happened. I guess, you know, we can just get like the hotel voucher and like figure out how we're getting out tomorrow. And she like looks at me like, listen, bitch. <laughs> I was like, you're not getting a hotel voucher. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, of course I'm getting a hotel voucher. And she's like, um, we're going to deem this as th- we've deemed this as weather related and we don't need to provide any compensation for that. She's like, we can get you out. And then she was like, we can get you out at five 30 in the morning tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, well that's kind of a bummer, but like, whatever, we'll just crash at the airport and be on our way in the morning. Like sucks. But you know, like I said, I was willing to put in a certain amount of like, whatever. So I was kind of like, eh, it's fine. We'll just crash here. No big deal. How was Dara through all this? I mean, like not loving it, but like stoic. And so we get our ticket. I'm like, whatever, Dara, it's gonna be fine. Like, we're just gonna crash in the airport. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it'll be totally fine. Because I mean, at this point, it was like midnight. So I walk away and I look at my ticket. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this ticket isn't for tomorrow. It's for the day after tomorrow. <gasps> and it flies at 530 in the morning to LAX. And then there's a 14 layo- hour layover in LAX. And then it flies to Detroit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, this is not going to work. What? So I oh go all God. the way back, wait in the screen cry line, a get screen- to another lady. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I'm like, this is not the situation that's going to work. Like, I was told I'd be on a 530 in the morning flight tomorrow. And I wasn't told I was going to Los Angeles and having a 14-hour layover. And so she, like, tap, 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 tap. She's like, well, you're not going to Detroit tomorrow. She's like, you can get to Detroit on Tuesday. It was Saturday night. And I'm like, and she's like, and you can either take that flight and have that layover or you could fly to Atlanta and it's like an eight-hour layover. And I'm like, so I'm supposed to stay here till Tuesday. And I'm like, but I'm not getting like a hotel or anything. She's like, no. 
And I was like, but what happens if I get to like Atlanta on Tuesday and then there's another weather issue? Would I be stuck in Atlanta for like three more days? She's like, well, I can't control the weather, ma'am. So at that point, I went to my very famous, apparently infamous. I'm like, can you please look at me right now and see that I am a human being? And I'm just trying to talk to you like a human being because like what you're telling me is like not reasonable. And I'm just trying to like engage with you in a way that is reasonable. And Jared's like, mom. Her whole job depends on her not seeing you as a human being. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, well, what do I do? And so I was like, I got to think about this. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be. And I'm like, can I switch my airport? I'm like, can I fly to Chicago? Because if I can fly to Chicago, I can find a fucking way to get to Detroit. And she's like, looks and she's like, well, there's one seat for tomorrow. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really I'm not going to like, and like, I can't fly Jared to Chicago and like, there's no one in Chicago, right? Like, it's like, right. I'm like, both of us need to be there. But like, I'll go get him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I'm looking at Ohio. I'm like, I guess I can fly to Ohio. And that was kind of confusing, but like, I could kind of get to Ohio maybe like a, a Monday at some point. And I was like, oh, this is not great. So finally she's like, I'm like, okay, Wisconsin, what do we have? I'm like, Milwaukee. And she's like, oh, there's a flight out of Milwaukee tomorrow at 1130 getting you into Milwaukee at five. Milwaukee's like a cool eight and a half hours from Detroit, but I'm like, it's on the Great Lakes, right? Like, I'm like, it gets me, but I'm like, okay, let's like go with that. And then I'll just show up at the other gates and see if I can get on those, like the flight to Chicago or the flight to Detroit. No big deal. I, well, it was a big deal. At that point, I was like, not happy. <laughs> but, you know, I was like trying to get there. So then she's like, I'm like, okay, and obviously I'm not getting the voucher or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I've got to figure out where to stay. She's like, oh, I've got this, like, referral to this website where you can book a place to sleep. Um, You know, we don't pay for it, but you get a discount. I'm like, okay, pass it to me. So I walk away. I'm like, okay, calling my parents. Like, I'm not going to be there at 5 in the morning. I'm getting to Milwaukee tomorrow at, like, 5 in the afternoon, and I've got to fucking figure it out. Then I call the ho- – or then I, like, go on the website to find a hotel, and it's like, do you need a room for the night? At this point, it's, like, almost 2 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I need a room for the night. So I, like, book the closest hotel I can find. It's, like, on the strip but, like, closer to the airport. And Uber, we show up at the airport. So it's 105 degrees outside at night. Like, this oh, is at 2 in the morning. Good Lord. So I'm like, you know, it's hot. We get to the hotel. I'm like, dear God, I just need to like crash for like five hours, shower, get a good attitude. We show up and the lady's like, um, this hotel's completely booked. Like there is no bed here. I'm like, but I booked it online. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, yeah, there's no hotel room here. She's like, we're I'd cry. And I, was I would like, cry. Okay. I'm like, um. I'm like, are you breaking <laughs> yet? Like I would be, I, I would I, cry. And so then I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I guess I can try. Like, can you give me some names of some of the hotels around you? So I get those names. I call and they're like, yeah, you can stay. It's like 240 bucks. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to leave at like seven in the morning. They're like, this is Saturday night in Vegas. So I sit down and I just like take a minute. Jared went to the vending machine and just got like bullshit. I didn't even care. He came back eating like so much garbage. And I was just like, Yeah. <laughs> I called Nick and my husband's in Australia. He's like, well, you can just go home. And I was like, I was fine until that. And then I was like, pissed. I was like, do you know who I am? I'm like, I'm not going home. I was like, how dare you? 
And then he's like, well, don't take this out of me. I'm like, I'm going to go click. So I'm like, Jara, we are going back to the airport. I'm like, we're going to sleep at the airport. We are not paying these bullshit prices. So he's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> so we go back to the airport and he's like, well, what are we supposed to do? I'm like, look, there's a plug over there. I'm like, we can plug in our phones. I'm like, we're going to lay right there. And he's like, that's the floor. I'm like, yep, we're going yep. on the floor. <laughs> yep. He's like, I am not sleeping on the floor. I'm like, all right. I'm like, you can sit in that chair if you want. I'm like, like okay, okay, <laughs> diva. I took out like a shopping bag. I'm like, I'm putting my head on the shopping bag and I'm going to lay down. Yeah. And so I do. And he's like, Jesus Christ. And then after a while, he's like, my back hurts in this chair. I'm like, well, you can lay down or not lay down. It's up to you. So at that point, I was on the phone with the, like the company that had booked the hotel being like, I need my long story short on that. I did get the room reserved. I got comped back on that. They were like, we don't do reservations. I'm like, well, you didn't do a room either. So I'm going to yeah. need that money back. Like, um, so anyway, that worked out. And so he ended up laying on the floor kind of too. All I know is I, I must have fallen asleep hard for about an hour. I woke up feeling completely drunk with my son waking me up being like, we got to try to catch the Chicago flight. It's like five in the morning at this point. I've slept, yeah, maybe an hour. Rain or shine really did me a solid, like to kind of keep me going. Long story short, we didn't get on any of those flights. We didn't get on the Detroit flight. So we're getting on that Milwaukee flight and my parents call me and they're like, look, we found a ferry that will take you across the Great Lakes. You can get on the ferry in Milwaukee and it'll take you over to Muskegon, Michigan, which is like two and a half hours from our house. We'll come pick you up and we'll drive you home. I'm like, that's like five hours for you. And they're like, well, it's better than driving to Milwaukee. And I was like, well, I would have taken the Greyhound. They're like, you're not taking the Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> but look at Amtrak too. And Amtrak was like, had no tickets. And and they were like expensive if there were tickets, like $600 in like first class. I was like, fuck For you. Amtrak? Yes. I was like, good suck, lord. Suck it, Amtrak. Yeah. It's Amtrak. And so. I mean, I take Amtrak. That is crazy pricing. We show up in Milwaukee. And from there on, it was just like click, 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 like Milwaukee. Like we walked by and Jared, Jared was like basically exhausted and not his best self at that point. I am from the Midwest, so I feel like it's okay if he pokes fun at it. I didn't love it. But he walked by, there was a shirt that said Midwest is best. And he's like, yeah, I'm really going to get that shirt. <laughs> I was like, Jira, you keep the attitude. Keep the good attitude. You're like, now I'm buying it for you. Yeah. And it was like smoky outside. And so we like go onto the smoke, get the Uber ride. We show up at the ferry terminal. The ferry terminal is packed, but it is packed with motorcyclists. Like what? Like a motorcycle clubs. <laughs> so everyone's got like huge bikes outside. Everyone's in like biker clothes inside. Oh. I was just like, whatever. I'm just going to keep watching Rain or Shine just sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. You're like, each you know will get me through. I slept an hour in like, I don't even know, a long time. Jarrah had barely slept. We were both just like completely delirious. We get on the boat. I was like, well, I guess maybe I could look for birds. And then I was like, it's just like it got dark and I was on the lake. How many hours you know, is it on the ferry? It was yeah. two and a half hours. So I can say I mean, at that point it probably felt now, but it, it probably was, felt like short. Pitch, it was pitch black, so it didn't feel like an experience. Like oh. I was like expecting to like have something and it was like I'm not gonna like diss it. It was fine. My parents were on the other end. We biked we drove home. I stayed in good spirits the whole way home and I got to my house at two thirty in the morning. So what I was supposed to get home I you know, what was supposed to be a six hour plane ride with a layover ended up being, I don't know, a lot longer. I would have cried when I saw my parents, I think. 
I think that's when I would have. I just don't know what I would have done. Like I would have lost it after getting the ticket that was going to take me back to California. (laughs) (laughs) I just lost it. After a 14 hour layover. I would have lost it at the hotel. That's where I would have lost it. That's where I would have cried in the lobby of that hotel until they had pity on me and put me in like, I don't know, a janitor's closet. I just went into that fugue state of like, I'm just going to remain forward looking. I'm not going to look back. I will only look forward. Good for you. We're only going to find a way forward through this. And when I saw the ferry and I was getting on the ferry, I'm like, at least I've got a fucking story for the podcast because now my ass is on a ferry. (laughs) And I was like, is this a cruise? Should I be considering this a lakeside cruise? I mean, it's... Okay, so yeah. So here's my question. Cruise versus ferry. Where did you sit? Like, was it like, just go grab yourself a seat? Do you have an assigned seat? It was a ferry. (laughs) So there was a very... Was there a restaurant? (laughs) There was a restaurant. Was there? Yeah, well, I mean, there was something I couldn't be bothered to go look, but there was a very long line of people getting food and beverage. I was at that point completely beyond time and space and was like, <laughs> I don't want anything. I mean, I was like, if I put any, I thought about like, should I get a drink? Like if I got like an alcoholic beverage, I was like, I might, something bad might happen. Yeah. Like I might just do something messy. So I'm just going to sit here with my K-drama. Do something messy. And watch Rain or Shine. So, I mean, really, yeah. rain or shine got me through, like, a very long day. I mean, that's a great drama to yeah. get you through. Look, Jun Ho. Whew, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I so, didn't know. Yeah. I knew you had, like, there was I didn't, drama yeah, I didn't know the around extent this of this. I didn't know the full story because that's a lot to type to us. So, obviously, you didn't. And that is nuts. Like, that entire thing is nuts. It wasn't ideal. No. <laughs> now, here's the question. Will you fly that airline again? I mean... I don't know. Because the, far- the farthest I've gotten is I bought a ticket and then canceled it. <laughs> Both Amy and I did to go to California to see Sugar. Yeah. I, I don't got, know. Because of how much it got changed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just depends on what it would be for. Yeah. So if it was something where it really didn't matter when I got there, which is kind of like that's a pretty rare thing in this world. Right. right. Yeah. Maybe. I think what I would have to consider travel insurance. I mean, there was just a lot of like, I don't ever want to be in a situation where it's like you might be stuck three days in a city that's 115 degrees and I don't want to be paying money to be in a place I don't want to be at right, all. Right. <laughs> and like right. not not little money, like big money to be in a place I don't want to be. Where it's like you're paying like the resort fees for like a casino you don't want to be at. Like that's not right. Mm. I have to fly back with Schmear Schmear <laughs> on Tuesday. So we'll see. I was actually that that's what I thought Amy was going to say. I thought she was going to say, "Okay, but now's the question: How are you getting back?" Because that's my question. Well, because I'm she had. I mean, you can, wait, and I'm layovering in Vegas again. Because so you, you can God. cancel. You can cancel it if this is what I learned. Because this is what I did. You can cancel it if they change the flight on you, and it changes your arrival or departure by more than a day. Okay. Well, here's one thing. I forgot to mention this part when I was asking the lady to treat me as a human. Right before she broke me and I went to the humanness of things, I, um, hang on, let me turn off my phone's binging. Sorry. Um, It's okay. It's uncensored. She was like, you can, she's like, she's like, you can also just cancel. You can just cancel the flight 
and get refunded and book another ticket out of here like right now and i was like okay i'm like that's not very ideal clearly but if i was like okay like what what does that look like she's like well i don't know she's like you would know in five to seven business days so i'm like i would cancel now and you can't even tell me how much money i would get for the ticket she's like well no i'm like that's what, what I was does like. she do other than like, please, that's what I was like, please people. look at me. I'm like, please look at me and see I am a whole human. She really was. Was she not making eye contact with you? No, she was. I think she had a very shit job. I mean, like, you yeah. must just be trained to be like, your job is to only deliver bad news. Can you imagine? <laughs> I can't. I could not do I that. I actually I feel for her because I can't yeah, imagine. I, I do. Doing that's, that. what, and that's what my son was like, you need to just calm down. Because I mean, I wasn't ever being rude. He's like, you're getting upset. I'm like, well, yes, I'm upset, but I'm not being upset at her as a person. Right. I was more trying to be like universally upset at like, you must realize this is not great. Right. Okay. This is crazy. But do you know what is great? Besides Rain of Shine? Yeah. But King of the Land has been real great. Oh, (laughs) see, I still have not restarted it. Have you caught up on 19th Life yet? I haven't even started it. I know. No, I'm talking to Megan because Megan hasn't watched the new episodes. Well, wait, hold up because. I have a this or that that directly relates to what Leah's talking about. So we don't have to do all the this or that's right now, but let no, me do, do one. Yeah, do one. Yeah. Let me do this one because I wrote this one for Leah. Oh. Um and I mean, I don't know. This is this is a toughie. I don't know what you're gonna say, but this is my this or that. Which do you prefer? Lee Jun Ho as a grumpy chable in King the Land, Ooh. or Lee Jun Ho as a blue collar hero with deep, deep, deep emotional wounds in Rain or Shine, like the deepest emotional. Wounds. I know. And I mean, I haven't. Even, we haven't even seen the red sleeve yet, right? So here we're going right. to go with these two. So I'm only going with these two because those are the ones you've seen, and I, I don't know how far you are in Rain or Shine. How far um, are you? I am on episode eleven. Oh, okay. So you've seen, you've seen a lot. I'm in it. So you you get it. Okay. Look, this is hard. I think it, it's hard. Yeah. King Land. He is very. It's very romance hero in the sense that, like, you know, he's the grumpy chable, but also like there. The reason this this drama, I'm going to recommend it so hard, is because it just hits that, like, written by a woman vibe where it's like, you know, he, it's just like this character is written by a woman. It's giving you what you want. It's hitting all the right things. But working class hero Jun Ho from Rain or Shine in his flannel shirts and his anger issues, just like, I can't, I mean, like, look, I can't. I will never not. I, mean, I am. I am. I'm I'm in love with him. <laughs> and so because I'm in love with him and not just in love, like I'm not in love. I'm in King the Land. I'm in love with like the whole thing. And I really love the couple. And right. Look, I, I love the couple in Rain or Shine ish. I love mm-hmm. him in Rain yeah. or Shine. Whereas right. like the other one, I feel like I'm watching this couple just like rooting for the couple. In Rain or Shine, I've kind of YN myself into like the entire ether. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like no one exists. I mean, it's so bad. And I, I almost feel like the feminism has left my body watching, watching Rain or Shine because I'm like, no one else exists but Lee Jun Ho and Rain or Shine because he is that good. 
in the entire thing. So good. He is. I thought that's what you would choose. Just so you know. Yeah. But, and here's the other thing without, I don't want to spend too much time with Rain or Shine because we will pot it eventually. But yeah. I want to say that the, um, the architect in Rain or Shine, I have a lot of time for as well so far. I haven't, I'm oh, yeah. on like 10 or 11, but like, I really love it. I mean, he's, he's no John Ho, but I love him. He's a good second male lead. I really, yeah. He, he can get an SOS. He, he's great. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I, I like, that was the first this or that I wrote. Like, I have a little note in yeah, my, no, the, in the my flannel computer. shirt, the working oh. class, the poverty, the scrap. And like notes. the, yes. And like the bad hair, just the like way he retreats. Oh my God. And I have to me. say he's been in two fights now where each fight has given him the same, the literal exact same artful scratch on his cheek. Oh, amazing. <laughs> like the exact they have him, same scratch. <laughs> he looks amazing beat up. In <laughs> He does. <laughs> and he's beat up like all the time. He's oh, so sad. He's always bruised. <sighs> I love okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, let me, can I do Amy's? Yeah. Amy's first this or that? Because this also relates to something we're currently watching, which is... um. See you in my 19th life. Sorry, every time I'm like... It's hard to say. Well, because I also just watched Because This Is My First Right. Life, it's, and then yes. See You in My 19th Life. It's like <laughs> I keep... I almost say Because This Is My 19th Life. Like, I can't, like, really mess up. But anyway, what makes me happy is that Amy has now... Well, actually, not just Amy. I think I've had three people, including Amy, from the Patreon or just... I'm sorry, just on social media who follows us message me saying oh i understand the like love of of both i'm in now. my and era was, yeah i'm in my yeah. era like a hundred percent amy messaged me that the other day and it made me so freaking happy so this is kind of fun amy okay listen you get a date with on bohyan uh-huh which date would you prefer you'd go see hamilton on Broadway with a special meet and greet with the original cast. <laughs> but you're only friends with An Bohyan. Like, that's it. You are friends. You don't get to touch him. How old is he? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> he can be whatever age you want him to be. <laughs> no, he's in his 30s, though, right? He's in his oh, 30s. Oh, he's like 33. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or your date is you go to a cat cafe where you spend hours cuddling on Bohyun, drinking good coffee, and cuddling cats. And at the end of the day, you get a kiss and heavy petting with on Bohyun, not cats. Do I get the strongest allergy medicine known to man? Yes. Because... Yes, you get... Base, okay, in this state, you're not allergic okay, to cats. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, okay. you're allergic to cats and you have three? You don't yeah. know. She takes allergy medication. I had to, to get through the day. I turned asthmatic from adopting these cats. That's a story for another this. day. That, yeah, yeah, I knew that's that. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I grew up with cats, was never allergic. Now I'm allergic to the indoors and outdoors and everything. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I have to take medicine every day. Okay. I'm going with option number two. I'm going with Cat Cafe. Are you? <laughs> I'm sorry, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, I thought you would hem and haul over it a little bit more. No, I... I, He wants to be heavy pet. You don't understand 
I mean, you do. You do. Like, this yeah. reaction that yeah. I'm having to his character in Seeing My 19th Life, I just... The the fact that I forgot that this, the two new episodes dropped this weekend, and I didn't remember until Monday night at midnight in bed. I'm like, well, I have to watch one of them. And I didn't go to bed until, like, one thirty that morning. And I cared not for that because I was so happy that I saw it. Um, I can't get enough. And I'm devastated that there are only two more episodes because I don't know what I'm going to do when this is done because I just I've liked him and everything I've seen him in but this is doing things to me on a cellular level that I can't explain I mean I fully believe with Anbo Hyun I do think he's more polarizing than some of like other heroes um because I either think like he works for you or he doesn't and I'm I respect people that are like he just doesn't work for but me. I've liked and him I, I, I even like him as a villain but this oh he's like, great as a villain the sensitive yeah. tortured hero like he plays tortured so well and that's the thing I love and this about but him, this is like so, yeah this like so like the tortured in like Itawan class was like mm-hmm. tortured a-hole and he was very vocal about his right. being torturedness like this is a quiet reserved torture where he ugh, I, I don't know i don't know yeah it's doing okay. something i'm i no i mean i would i i, I mean that choice is very easy for me i would absolutely pick the cat cafe <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> like just like just you know, like when i wrote that this or that i was like I was just you were, of you my were thinking ideal date. Right, you were thinking of like Amy will choose this one and I'll choose this one, but you were wrong. I kind of was. Yeah. I kind of was. Um, I really thought maybe you'd choose the first one, but I was like, my ideal date would be like cat cafe, oh coffee, gosh. pastries. <laughs> Give See, me like some pastries, I, you know. And then the heavy petting. It's funny. I just wrote. You're also talking to a girl who's been single for far too long, so right. You so know. you're like, I want the heavy petting. Yeah. No, I just wrote a scene. I don't even know what I'm doing with this current book I'm writing, but I wrote a scene where I just had, like, <laughs> it's this post-apocalyptic world, but yet I was like, the city definitely is food trucks. <laughs> like, <I'm> just, <laughs> post-apocalyptic food trucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I said they do. Okay. And I had them go to, like, a food truck. Well, first I had, like, chicken skewers, because who doesn't love that? Um, <laughs> and then I had them go where they just ate, like, fried like sweet pastries i kind of just made it up but they would be like balls of dough with like kind of like syrup in the middle and it was like it's just ridiculous because that that to me like just eating and then i had them like sit on a rooftop eat the pastries and then kiss and you know because it's always fun to be like oh i could taste the syrup on his lips you know stuff like that but i was like that's a perfect day to me yeah, you know, it's not it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing. As long as you're with does. somebody who makes it worthwhile, then like I'm yeah. both. Yeah. So that's funny because you're this or that kind of matched up with one of the things that I did. I've got two different ones. Me too. Me too. Okay. So I've got one that's just like a general for the two of you and one that kind of matches mm-hmm. up with what we're talking about now. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna save the general one okay. for later. I'm just gonna say real quick, I do have one more for each of you. I don't need to do it now. Like you yeah, guys go. Each but I just do one and then we'll okay. we'll, yeah. then we'll chat. Okay. Okay. So I, I did a Mary Mate murder Ooh, for you too. Okay. okay. That's fun. So Megan, I'll do you first. So okay. I chose an actor and we're choosing it's similar to what you did with Leah. So we're choosing three different characters for this actor. So the character <laughs> is Anbo Hyun, of course. Okay. So Mary Mate Murder. Soa from 19th Life, Seeing My 19th Life. Oh. Ungi, Sad Shower Ungi oh. from Her Private Life. And Dobe Man from Military Prosecutor Doberman. 
God. Mary Mate Murder. So if you would have chosen my name, that actually would have been easier. I didn't want it to be easy. Okay, Mary Mate Murder. This is probably going to surprise you. <laughs> oh, my. I'm going to marry Ungi. Okay. I'll never get over Ungi. Uh-huh. And I want him to wear that terrible suit. A terrible, old, ill-fitting suit. I am going to mate Doberman. <gasps> I know, but if you've seen Military Prosecutor Doberman... And then I would murder so hot. I feel so bad. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I know. I like the plot twist. I here. know. I'm so sad. About I know. This now. It has nothing to do, though, with my feelings on so hot. It's that I wouldn't mate him. And I wouldn't. He's marry way him too yet. precious. For mate. He's way too... You can't... He is like... He's... I mean, he is beyond <laughs> Yeah. That's another thing, though. This is what's funny to me about... So in my name, he was kind of like this, like, self-confident cop. And he um, <clears throat> mates the heroine. And it's, like, clear, like, he knows what he's doing. And it's... Even though it's a really sad scene, like, he knows what he's doing. And so I do like and see you in, in my 19th life because... He's like kind of like awkward with intimacy a little He's bit, very like, and I like like you, f- you feel it in the character, like because yeah. that's that's how you would expect the character to be, knowing yeah. who he is. You would expect him to not be good with intimacy, and he's truly not. Like even like the kiss was awesome, but it also fit the characters as well. Right? You know what I mean? So I know. I oh know. God. Okay, so. Leah, there's a little bit of a plot twist with yours because I think there's only two dramas that you've seen this character in, so I did a little twist here. So mm-hmm. it's Bian Johan. Oh. So it's either Kim Wee Sung from Mr. Sunshine, Han Suk Yol from Mi Sang, or just Bian Johan as himself. Mary Mae <laughs> Mary Mae Murder. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh God. I mate him as himself. Okay. <laughs> I marry him and Mr. Sunshine, mm-hmm. and I do love him, but I will murder him. And we say. From me saying. I can't, like, murder his core being. <laughs> his core being. I know. Okay, I have one, and it's only for Megan right now um, because of the context. And then I actually have a segue from this. Okay. 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 So. Would you, this is hall pastime, so sorry, Neil. Would you rather hook up with Udo Wan from Bloodhounds, that version, or Ambohyun from My Name? Oh, no. Oh, no. You chose that one? Oh, no. This is a hall pastime. Oh, past no. Time. Oh, no. This is so hard. So, you guys, I'm... So my, um, my like, rec- or what's the like for you type feed on Instagram? You know how you can, oh, the explore tab? Yeah, it's, it yeah, it's just the recommendation. Lately, yeah. it has been all Udo Wan. So clearly, like, Instagram is, is picking up what I'm putting down. Because it's just been edits after edits of Udo Wan. 
But his character in Bloodhounds is... Is... I don't... Oh, shit. I don't know if that's... That's the iteration that I want to mate. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't... Leah, this is... (laughs) 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 I... I... I actually think I'm going to go with Pildo from my name, which is Anbo Hyun. Okay. Also, a little bit more age appropriate, too. <laughs> right. I do think Udo Wan's really young in um, that blood, or supposed to be really young in that Bloodhounds. I mean, now he's like 30, so he's. Is he? Like, he is he's like, 30? Yeah, he already did his military service. I thought he's he was 30. like 26. Let's. No, because he already did his military service. He just did it. Let's look him up. How old are you? He is 31. What? Yeah. All right. I stand corrected. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Two weeks in a row you said that. You got to let it go did now. I, did I you say You said it last, last week. week. Yeah. Oh, God. Something that I said That's... about, oh, so, like something that I said about uh, uh, Kim Sun Young oh. that like 47 is not too old to like. Right. I'm such get a lead an old role, man. Roll and you're like, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh really? <laughs> okay. I'm such clear. Anyway, okay. So I'm gonna choose Anbo Hyun in my name because there is something about that character that did things to me. Okay, so I want to talk about the did things to you, and I want to yeah. bring up something. This is my segue into something I want to talk about today, and it is the idea that you know we get lots of different feedback running a podcast, right? There's lots of different listeners out there and everybody's different. Everyone likes different things and people will often rate us and say, yes, we love this, more of this, or no, we don't like this. Please don't do this. Or, you know, we hate it basically. (laughs) And so something that comes up sometimes um, that I wanted to talk about today because I find it interesting is the idea of when people are like, you know what? I really don't like what you do us being like our podcast because you're talking about sex and you're making it sexual and you're making it sexy and it's not what I'm here for. I'm here for something that's more intelligent. I'm here for something that's more cultured. I'm here for something that's more of an elevated discourse on story and you are turning it into, would you rather hook it with Udawan from Bloodhounds <laughs> or Hyun from my name. Okay. So I wanted to talk about it because for me, I find it interesting to, I hear, and this is where like, look, I am not like the right person. Like, I don't think I am always right about everything. What I'm sharing is my view. So even though um, I'm stating what I feel, I also can very much respect if somebody has a different take. But this is our time. Yes. It's our time. So in the name of my time, I just wanted to talk about the fact that for me, talking about sex and sexuality and desire, that is not that is not like an anathema to being intelligent and you can even do it in like a lowbrow way. And I still feel like there's a lot of very important reasons to do so. So here's why. So for me growing up, like sexuality and body and like being in my body, like a lot of that was like taboo. 
And I felt like there was like a real sense of um, like shame that kind of came around all of that. And that that shame can become really powerful when you're brought up with that mentality. And for me personally, it like took me kind of a long time to get over it. And, you know, we live in a space where sex is everywhere and it can feel kind of exhausting sometimes. And yet it is still pretty taboo to talk about it, even though we kind of see very sexualized things a lot. And, um, you know, I think that many societies have socialized people to believe that, like, the act of sex should be kept secret. Desire can be shameful. It's something that's taught very early. Um, And yet for me, I feel like talking about sex, making it fun, making it more normalized, making it just part of our general discourse on the podcast, to me, I feel like the benefits outweigh the discomfort that folks may have in having to like tune in and hear us having these conversations. Um, I feel like it decreases shame. I feel like it can promote more of an idea of like self-image or sex positivity and honestly, better mental health and more just starting to like think about what you like or don't like. And so for me, having conversations like this with you all feels like it's normalizing that. And that actually does feel intellectual to me, even though like you can take it crassly. I think you can spin it and be like, there. for some people, this may be a space where they're hearing people talk about things like this, where like this has not been something that they've experienced normally. And it feels liberating for them. So what you might be hearing and being like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. And I just wanted to like go about my business and like think good thoughts about like Captain Ree and crash landing on you. Somebody else might be like, oh, my gosh, I just feel like this is the only place people have like normalized talking about sex in my entire life. And it's nice to hear it not feel so dirty and shameful. and It just feels fun. I like that a lot. And I am just going to echo because we're we're of just about like the same generation. We're we're only a few years apart. And I grew up in a time where not only do people not talk about it, but if you did talk about it and you were a female or you did do anything sexual and you were a female, you were often labeled a slut. Like I grew up in the era of slut shaming, of live slut shaming. Um, And I have been called one. Like I, I, have very vivid memories in high school um, and even even earlier. Um, you know, stuff that, that boys would get, you know, pat on the back for and girls would get shamed for. And it has taken me a long time, and I think I'm still getting there, like even watching stuff that's like explicitly sexual. Like that's one of the things that I really loved about watching Hit the Spot. And one of the things that we talked about when we watched Hit the Spot is – First of all, it's a short drama, short episodes, not a lot of episodes, and that there wasn't much conflict and there wasn't a whole lot of, um, you know, ups and downs as far as the story arc was concerned. But for me, that didn't matter. What mattered to me is that we had women openly shopping in a sex toy store and that everybody in that store was happy to be there and happy to go try out, you know, what they wanted to try out. Her, you know, the female lead's best friend had like a whole suitcase full of dildos and everybody was just happy to talk about it and and share in the joy of pleasure. And that's not something that I experienced growing up and not to say like anyone's at fault in my life, like definitely like my parents, I'm sure were even much more repressed as far as talking about that stuff as I was because they were baby boomers, you know. So, yeah, I... 
I I think in in agreeing with you, I think that we still can be highbrow and talk about sex. We can be sort of you know, over the top and silly about it sometimes. And I still think that there is is merit to that because it is sort of breaking down barriers of being afraid to even talk about this stuff. And I'm totally fine if you out there listening don't want to hear that. We don't we're not like that all the time. But when it comes up, it's it's fun. <laughs> well, and people have yeah. a choice, right? They yeah, can not you don't. Right. You, as I'm saying, like, you don't have to listen to those parts. You don't have to listen to us at all. We're happy if you do listen to us. And we're happy that you're here because you listening to us is the reason why we get to keep making more podcasts. But yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we are all three of us have been in the romance space now for about a decade. Yep. And so I have seen what the romance um, book space has done for people on like a positive note. Um, I've been to book signings where people are giving away condoms <laughs> and like promoting safe sex, they're, you know, look, branded condoms with like their author name right. on it, or they're giving away um, fun little uh, stress squeezies that are in the shape of a, you know, certain anatomy. And it's, the the joy i know it sounds like maybe silly to you but you have to realize like the broader picture for a lot of especially the women who have been who come to these signings and come to these conventions for them it is they feel it's a safe place like they they love it um they've expressed how it's made their relationships better with their partners or even um you know of any gen i mean any gender pairing it has made um just reading the books and being being exposed to this has made them a little bit more comfortable to talk to their partners um, about pleasure and about, you know, intimacy. And all of that is so positive to me. And so and that's another thing, too. Like, I'm I'm going to these signings, I'm going to these conventions, I'm talking to other romance authors, readers. So um, I would say for me, and I, and I think same for Amy and Leah, like, this is sort of a part of our vernacular a lot of times totally. when it comes to um like the book world so for me it's not unusual to to talk about these things in the way that we are and personally i like talking about it in a way that also isn't serious all the time like i think it's really fun to be like hey <laughs> who do you want to do Udoman or <laughs> like it's fun to talk about it in a way also that isn't that isn't so serious all the time and it's just um we're having a good time and we're, you know, bringing joy into the space. And so, um, like, I, I, I understand that not everyone maybe will connect with that. Um, I would say, you know, it's possible we're not for you. Um, or, you know, maybe, like, open your mind a little bit of a crack and maybe we will be for you. Um or just listen to our super nerdy writing podcasts and <laughs> that should make you happy as well. But yeah, I guess I would just, I just want to say for us, like this feels normal and I've seen the po the direct positive impact it has on people. So for me, that's, Im that's important. Yep. Yeah, and I think that like something else, and this is just like 
a curiosity I have, and I'll just kind of leave it there, is that I have seen sometimes, not often, but I have seen sometimes where folks have been like, I don't understand why you have to only want shows that have sex and you only want to like see sexual content. So that's really confused me because I've been like, I don't, it feels like very interesting to be like, because we've like been pretty open and talking about it, that there seems to be a correlation that that's what I like need to have at all times, because I'm just going to share like very clearly, that's not what I need all the time. And it's not because I'm like trying to make an excuse like, no, no, I don't need to have that. Like I would, I don't feel shame either way. It's just that it's like, an, it's just a fact that I don't. I <laughs> think it so, might be. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's an interpretation that some people are making based on maybe some of the things that we like talking about sex and stuff, but that does not by any means mean that I only want dramas that have overt sex. I enjoy yeah. it when and it's so I, I enjoy like it to... when it's there and it fits the story and I enjoy it when it's not like yes and I find that to be yeah so I just that was just like a thing I had that was like it felt like an inter- like it just made me curious to be like that feels like a very like particular extrapolation you're making that doesn't actually connect at all to what I'm thinking about. And so that's interesting to me when that happens sometimes. And so that leads to like another thing that can happen, which is feedback. And I mean, like, look, this, this uncensored is not to be like, I never want it to feel defensive because I don't actually feel very defensive. I don't feel like I need to defend, but I do think it's, I think these are interesting. That's why I wanted to bring it up. And I, and And, I, and I do, and I do want listeners to know how we feel about what they say. I want them to know that we are listening to them and that we do have reactions. But I 100% agree with you. I don't feel defensive about this at all. And I don't want anyone who's listening who might have thought who might have had some of these thoughts or comments to think that this is a call out either. We're just reacting. Yeah. And so I think the second part is that I have also seen um, – like a slight uptick in a sense of, you know, I really feel like, um, you know, you're objectifying male actors, male actors. And um, and so this is like, a you know, we've talked about female gaze on this podcast before. But like, I feel a bunch of different ways about this. And so I really thought it would be interesting to have this conversation with both of you, too. Because, you know, could you find us talking about, you know, sex or male, you know, doing some like male objectifying, like, could that feel annoying to you? Like, of course, sure. However, like, I do have to say that, like, these are not potatoes to potatoes in terms of like, you know, what happens if we're talking about like male gays versus female gays, like male actors aren't getting hit with like unequal pay butting up against like sexual harassment and rape culture in the same ways that women are. And like, while men may experience like some type of objectification on an individual level, the fact of the matter is, is that female objectification operates on like a very structural and systematic way. And so I think it's very nuanced and, And I also am going to say that, like, I don't feel like when I'm, like, looking at what might be considered objectification, I would wonder if it's what I'm doing. And this is, again, like, I know it feels defensive. I'm just trying to, like, unpack it a little bit because I don't personally feel – and this is, like, some people do do this, and I'm not judging it either. 
like if I just saw like disembodied abs, I'm not <laughs> going to have a very big reaction. Like I'm not going to see that and be like, yeah, <laughs> like it's just like and somebody might and like fine. I'm just I don't. And so when I'm talking about like Gudong Mei from like Mr. Sunshine and I get like gross about the samurai stuff. It's because of, like, a whole bunch of parts of that character and how they're showing up and, like, what that represents to, like, my emotional and, like, physical aspects of what I find attractive. But I'm not, like, reducing him to, like, his hands holding the samurai sword and, like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So I find you it You love everything that, about Gudong Mei. Yeah, and so become like I'm it's like the this essence is, like, of physical, May. social, and yes. emotional. Yes. And is that really objectifying yeah. that? Well, I and I know we've talked about this before, and I can't remember what pot. Maybe it was a female gaze podcast, but when we are talking about these characters, or we and in what you know, maybe some people take as objectification. Like Leah said, that's that's I I don't think that's what we're doing because we're taking the overall fantasy of these characters. That is that is what we are reacting to. And that is, I mean, that is kind of what we're being sold as well. I mean, that's, that's, that's romance books. Um, that that's any type of like romance things that, that we love. And yeah, so we're reacting to like the overall story, the overall character and the fantasy of it. Not like, it's not like we're like looking at like disembodied boobs and being like, oh, the great rack. Like that's not obviously what what we're doing. I mean, because again, even when so say we react to Park So Jun's abs in Midnight Runners when he has like a workout montage, mm -hmm. we are reacting to that character having that workout montage. Like absolutely, it was it was the whole character, right? Like. And I don't, I'm not speaking for Leah, but I am speaking for Leah. Like, <laughs> Choi Min Soo doesn't work without the toe socks as Anoju, right? Like, it's not that Leah wants to objectify Choi Min Soo, the man. It is Anoju right. and his character and his toe it socks. It is the toe socks with the tongue in his cheek. <laughs> it is, it's the a character. Chain. Yeah. <laughs> it is the character. And yeah, like the fantasy of of a character yes and i think that that is so to me that just becomes a really interesting conversation then because would i say like objectification is wrong overall like probably yes and like so first there's that difference first of like you know there's a lot of structural power differences that happen between men and women that i think can't be ignored so i feel like that's one part of it that makes me be like oh hmm, that's interesting because i feel like that really does like lay over this a lot and then secondly is, yeah, like, I just don't feel like I'm, like, disembodying body parts and then just being like, yeah, look at his toe socks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if one of these actors was on a red carpet and he had, like, tight pants and we just harped on the bulge in his pants for five minutes, that's gross. <laughs> like, sorry. I mean, on air, that's a, that's a little gross. To me, that is, like, stepping over the line, objectifying someone for yes, like, like the Josh Ham. Like John, I was just gonna say John John Ham. John, John Ham. Sorry, John Ham. Yeah, John Ham. Like the whole Hamm. the whole John. the whole media. Like there was like a whole media storm over John right. Ham's bulge in his pants. And like good for him in his in his gray sweatpants. And look, I love a good pair of gray sweatpants. But I just mean if we were using our platform to do that, 
that I don't I'm not fully comfortable doing that. Um and and I'm ta- I'm talking like picking a part down to like a body part. Yeah, and I think that like look, I'm going to just try to make more of a bold statement cuz even with that yes. Yes. And like look, I don't want to. It's just not for me. And right. I get nervous because I feel like every time we open up that window of like, but, but then like we can like drive through buses of things. And so I also just want to be careful because that's true. But yeah, so I think that is so, you know, if, if you've been like, oh my gosh, I feel like you're really objectifying. I don't like it. Like thinking about it through that lens, I just be curious too. Like, do you still hold the same thing? And are you like, yep, nope. I still am like a hundred percent happy with my opinion. And it's like, sure. Okay. Or maybe like there's like more conversation to have. And this is something that I didn't intend to go on to, but like, I guess nobody has really talked to us about this at all. But I, you know, I think about it sometimes is that idea of like um, the fetishization aspect of it too, because like, you know, we're white women in this drama often in the show often is talking about um, Korean actors. And I feel like, for me, when I think of, like, what fetishization is, it just means, like, almost, like, othering them to, like, the point of, like, they're just, like, some, like, the otherness is so much, plus also, like, they only exist for, like, my pleasure, plus I'm, like, very bizarrely focused on, like, only, like, them, like, only like mm-hmm. only an East Asian male will, like, do it for me, and right. it's, like, they become dehumanized mm-hmm. right. because I'm just, like, that's it. Yeah. I'm gonna Meanwhile, say, like, like, we're my, still drooling my, my over Kelly and Murphy. Right. It knows it's, no it's bounds. It really spins yeah. the globe. <laughs> yeah, my objectification can go everywhere. Am people, I going okay? to Oppenheimer on Friday to see Kelly? Oh my gosh. I, I hopefully I hopefully yeah. am. Wait, I'm trying I had I'm trying to I had someone say to me the other day, I went out with a friend uh from high school and his girlfriend. And we were talking about um, like what we were watching. Obviously, I talked to her about K dramas, and then she said to me, "So, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Because I heard I should watch it." And I literally was like, "Ma'am, <laughs> if you have not seen Killian Murphy as Tommy Shelby, you have not lived." I will objectify you. You, uh, the you shit also out mentioned of Tommy this Shelby. in last week's episode. Did I? I will mention Tommy <laughs> Shelby with Megan. Shit. Yeah, anyway, you know what episode. I mean? I just think yeah, it's we'll hilarious. Yeah, Tommy Shelby. I, I just feel, I feel like it's I'm hilarious. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't... No, call me on it. No, this is what my family and I... This is what my family does. This is what you should do to me. If you tell the same story, then you hold up the number of times <laughs> you heard it. So you should have just put up two fingers <laughs> right there. You should have been like, two, Megan. Two. And I would have been like, oh, shit. Okay. That's all you have to do. Just put up the number okay, of fingers. Okay, next time. All I'm saying is like... no. I'm, I will talk about Tommy Shelby. I'm, so I'm going to echo. I'm going to echo what you guys are saying. So I've talked about it before. Back on my closet door, which is next to my bed, there is a Captain America poster. Oh, yeah. And Chris Evans. I'm going to. And up I four still fingers. have. I still have. <laughs> oh my god! You do. I still have <laughs> the People's Sexiest Man Alive with Chris Evans on it that I got Thanksgiving of last year. Still sitting. You can't see still it. Sitting in she's mint, holding still it up. Still sitting in mint condition on my desk. It does look like it's in mint condition. Yeah. I also want to say yeah. that. Do you have that like wrapped I in I should laminate plastic? it. Yeah, I totally should yeah, laminate it. But yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, my objectification knows no bounds. <laughs> Although we are going to say that it's not 
yes, we'd like to parse out the objectification. And that you know, you know what? This is an uncensored, so I want to go into other things. But this could be another podcast at some point to get into again. I just don't want to like be uh, grinding like a you know just because I think it's interesting doesn't mean everyone does. But I find it to be a worthy topic of conversation, and I find it to be interesting also when we're like very worried about like the the male actors of the world. <laughs> I don't know. It just it hits me in like yeah. a very like they're doing. Okay. I was gonna say I think they're, they're okay. not. Yeah, I have. A, like, I, I have another. They're not worried about us. I, say, I have another funny. Would you rather? That's a more general one for the two of you. If we want okay, to get yeah. into something yeah. different territory. Okay, it. so this is for both of you. Okay, so you both get to answer this one. So I was thinking about this because um, my son. I've had him watch a couple things with me. He watched All of Us Are Dead and he watched Train to Busan, and both times I'm like, we're watching it with subtitles, Korean subtitles. Then he went and watched Squid Game all by himself. Which is fine, but I said, did you watch it with subtitles or dubbing? And he's like, dubbing. So I was thinking about that today, randomly, even though Squid Game was forever ago. And so here's my question. Would you rather have to watch all your dramas dubbed in English? Okay? So you have to listen to the English voiceovers. And I, had a, I did that for one. So I watched one episode of Squid Game when I was on a date with somebody where we were sitting home and watching TV and he's, and I had been talking about K dramas. He's like, well, let's watch one of those K dramas you're always talking about. And I was like, well, I haven't watched squid game yet. And so we turned on episode one and he wanted to watch it with English. And I was like, Oh crap. Done already. Yeah. I just remember the very beginning when I I couldn't, unless he's got sight impairment, I couldn't stop. Like as soon as, as soon as Gong Yu shows up and I'm like, that is not Gong Yu's voice. No, I cannot listen to like, I was, yeah, I was not good. So anyway, would you rather have to watch all your dramas dubbed into English or watch your dramas in Korean, as they should be, with English subtitles, but all the voices sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks? <gasps> I guess I got to go with dubbed, but that sucks. <laughs> I don't think I would be like a huge... I Honestly, this sounds terrible, but I don't know... I don't. I don't think I'd be doing a K drama podcast <laughs> if they if they sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Well, or if I had to watch. Well, again, like I know that there are very valid reasons some people need to watch. Absolutely, them, like people, absolutely. And I'm not just. I'm fine. not just counting that. I'm just giving you a choice. Yeah. I would say though, for me personally, that would be a really difficult. Yes. Thing to do, I don't. Yeah. To watch I want to. I don't want to sound super ableist with this question. No. At all. No. No. But I I, I'm glad you said that. Like, I, if you do watch it with dubs, I'm not faulting you for that i just i like to watch so it with hard. with korean subtitles or sorry with korean voices well and you also yeah and you English have subtitles. like you said you're able-bodied so you're making that choice yes yeah um can i do subtitles elvin and the chipmunks and just turn the sound off yeah and have oh no sound? i can do that have, oh, yeah that's, that's how you can just read then I'm just going to do that and have it be soundlit because I do that already half the like not half the time, but occasionally if I can't find my headphones and I'm in bed with my husband and I can't find like my AirPods or I haven't charged them and they're dead, I'll just watch and read. Yeah, I want that to be my choice. I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one. I just am like. I feel like I did what I did last time was I just picked mean ones. It's the only thing that my brain goes. But Amy, this is for you. 
And really, it's just generic, but it's still for you. Okay. Would you rather run over someone driving a white van <laughs> or hydrochloric rain them from a mansion? Either way, someone's dying and you're at fault. Right. Someone's dying and I'm at fault. And you're not accidentally hitting them with a the right van. Well, like, do you want to run them down on purpose in your white van? So I feel you, like the thump thump under the van. Or do you want to <laughs> okay, watch them? Because my first melt. My first right. My first thought was, okay, well, if it's the van, it doesn't have to be intentional. But you're saying it has to be intentional. I think if it has to be intentional, if I have to intentionally murder somebody, I'm going with the acid because I don't have to. Um, I don't. I. I don't have to feel that thump thump when I drive over them. Worst way to die. You have to really hate that person. I don't hate anybody. I don't want to kill. I, I don't want to kill anybody. But if I I have to choose, I'm going to choose the one. You're that's, a villain. Basically, you're. A I'm villain. a villain. I'm going to oh. choose the one that's easier for me. Okay. Okay. If I was a villain, I mean, I'm answering this anyway, even though it wasn't to me. If I was a villain, I would choose the acid. The acid rain. Probably. Yeah, because that's like really villainy. That was the most villainous thing ever. Way more than hitting. I someone just want i I want to know how you set that up, how you pump the HCl into your pipes and it doesn't erode your pipes. Like I was seriously researching. I'm like, can HCl erode metal or plastic? Yeah, we had like, so many questions. Yeah, I had a lot of questions. This is from the glory not, for anyone who is curious. No, it's no, from Little, little women. women. Oh, sorry, Little Women. Yeah, so we're spoiling Little Women. There you go. Actually, <laughs> well, we really don't spoiling. say who did you it. Don't know when this happens. You just know it yeah. happens in the show. Yeah. Okay, I have, I have one for each of you. Okay, this is for Leah. <laughs> okay, I, I had, I, I had said, what would you wish on your worst enemy? But I'm just gonna actually, this is for you. Which one would you rather have? A 16 hour long binge of Cafe Minimdong, meaning you have to <laughs> sit in a movie theater. <laughs> For 16 hours and watch Cafe Minimdong. Or listen to someone take 16 hours to explain in detail the plot of Black Knight. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Either way, you're sitting somewhere for 16 hours doing something you don't want to do. Look, I'm going to go with Cafe Minimdong. And here's why. It is because at least I get eye candy. Right. So, I mean, I guess it depends who's explaining Black Knight. If it's Kim Woo Bin explaining it. It's not Kim Woo Bin. I mean, like. (laughs) That's a good one, though. It would be like. I don't know. You? If it was you? Be like, no, it's just, it. like, just, it, it is, it's some random, like, Reddit poster. Yeah, well, give me the popcorn, <laughs> give me the popcorn, and the Junior Mints send me to the movies. <laughs> and the Whoppers. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine somebody trying to explain for six, I mean, I remember when I was younger. It's not even a 16-hour drama, so somebody explaining it for 16 hours. <laughs> I know, that's why I thought it was so funny. <laughs> So I really was I really was stuck on this. When I was young, thing. we like moved to Italy and we lived in this complex with like expats and there was a swimming pool that like everyone would hang out in. And there was this kid, I feel like he could have be like a cartoon character, like a show like one of those like annoying I, I wonder what happened to this kid. Anyway, he used to zero in on me. 
like just zero in. You know, I was in sixth grade. He was probably in like fifth grade. He just swim up the minute I was in the pool and proceed to talk. I mean, honestly, what felt like 16 hours about Calvin and Hobbes. And just oh, go no! through like the whole, like, and then this happened. And then Hobbes said this. And then Calvin said this. And then Hobbes said this. That's awful. To where it's honestly made it so that I've never really even been able, like, my family loves Calvin and Hobbes. And I, like, appreciate it. But I have a visceral, like, I cannot. Yeah. No, that would turn me off. And I like Calvin and Hobbes, but that would turn me off. Oh, man. Um... Okay, and then this is for Amy, related to see you in my 19th life. This one does not, like, mean. So which skill would you rather remember from a past life that carries over into your current life? Either excellent and successful seduction of anyone, anywhere. Or prodigy-level singing. Ooh. I know my answer right now. I know your answer, too. Um, okay, so this is, so. I, the theater kid in me, the the wannabe theater kid in me is coming out because I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a Broadway actress. So I'm going to go with the prodigy level singing ability. I kind of thought you would. I'm going with seduction. Of course you are. I know, Leah. We all <laughs> we all know that I am bringing down this dr- this whole podcast with my low with your objectification action. and your seduction. And my God. sex talk, <laughs> a dirty sex talk. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Neither of those surprise me. What would you pick? Seduction. Yeah, I have always wanted to sing. Though I will tell you, I have always wish that i could sing i wish maybe i had like voice lessons and singing is a form a of seduction i it, did kind it of play is. That, like, you know people would love you if you sang well you could pull pretty good there is a character in tale of the Nine Tales, 1938 and that's what she she's does a, a mermaid she's, siren yeah a mermaid siren and it's awesome um Okay, I have no segue, but I did want to talk a little bit about a new podcast that is out um, in our network. Because the podcast host has a good voice. Ooh, she that is a, a good, good segue. Celia segue Great for segue. you. And look, I want to talk about this podcast because I'm actually, and I'm not, I, I, I was, I'm trying to like say, I swear it's not because we like know her. Um, and that, you know, at this point, like we work with her, I actually love her podcast. So, um, it is called It's Bananas and it is by Becky Onesta. She also goes by the Fruit Maven and I just love the concept so much. So the idea is that she, um, tries different fruits and she talks about them on air, but she also blends it into what she what's also on her mind. So she'll say what's on my mind and what's on my table. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Runaway Bride, the movie with uh, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, where she uh, the Julia Roberts in that movie did not know what eggs, what kind how she liked her eggs. So basically she would always eat her eggs the way her significant other, her boyfriend at the time, liked his eggs. And so when she met Richard Gere, he was like, well, how do you like your eggs? And she didn't know. 
And so uh, at one point she's like sitting at this table and there's like all these different prepared eggs around her and she tries them all to know what eggs she likes. And uh, Becky talks a little bit about, you know, she was at a point in her life where she kind of was like, I needed to like get to know myself better. And part of how she did that was trying different fruits. And she started a blog um, called The Fruit Maven. Uh, about like a decade ago, I think she said. And um, yeah, she's basically like revived that um, in this podcast. And I started listening to it. And she even says in the podcast, she's like, you know, you're not going to like solve your life problems by like trying different things and trying fruit. But I tell you what, I felt like listening to this podcast that she was going to solve all my life problems. Like I truly was like, I'm buying into this. Just the way she talks. Um, I felt, I mean, yes, I, I have, I have met her. But I fully believe if I have, like, never met Becky in my life that I would be like, oh, she's my friend. Uh, she just is a natural at podcasting, and I just love what she talks about. Um, and a lot of what she says is kind of in line with our mission, which is, like, uh, you know, basically finding things that bring you joy unapologetically. And that's 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 also what, she, what she's doing with this podcast. And uh, her first podcast, she tried a Picasso melon. And it was really fun because she uh, she rates them on like appearance and texture. And then she has this thing where she does lickability. <laughs> so she'll like lick it. And then she'll like, she'll like, hmm, do I like how that feels on my tongue? And it's just really, really cool. And I, I loved it. Like I, I truly, as just a human being, not related to like any sort of like podcasting venture, just as like me, Megan, myself, I felt like I got a lot out of it. So um, I hope you check it out. Uh, it's called It's Bananas, and I'm obsessed. I will be listening to every podcast she has. She has two out as of now as when we're recording this podcast, but um, she has more coming out, I think, once a week. Am I right? Is she doing once a week? I think it's every other week. Once okay. it starts okay, every other week. I was going to say, that yeah. just to add to that, uh, there's something just super therapeutic about listening to Becky like, it's just soothing, and yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, no, like, fruit is not going to solve everybody's problems, but I feel like if I sat down with Becky and had a conversation about fruit, I would learn something about myself, mm -hmm. and that's that's really what I think this is all about, and I think that's what our whole network is all about, is just learning about ourselves and learning what brings us joy and going and grabbing onto that whatever that thing is that brings you joy. It makes me want to try more fruit too. Like I'm like, I'm going to pay more attention to the fruit in the supermarket and try more things. I mean, that's the thing. It's all about like, you know, sometimes life is just figuring out what you like and you're not going to know unless you try different things. I mean, that's, you know, if you want to like do the big picture of her podcast, that's and, and just her whole like mission, that's basically what it is. Um, so yeah, it's fantastic. We love it. And um, I hope you listen to it. And ditto to all of it, honestly. It's just, yeah, check it out. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's lovely. So, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, as we're winding up, maybe it would be fun to just go through what we're all watching right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I am watching... First of all, I'm watching His Man, the second season. So I have not seen the first season, but I'm watching the second season. Are they, the, are they different? Like, are they, so they're not. Yeah, totally different cast. 
So you don't have to watch the first season in like any way. Um, so it is a gay dating reality show. And it is very simple. Like it's not like a complicated thing. There's no like, it's not like Singles Inferno where there's like this <laughs> island in a hotel. It's very simple. They all live in a house together for a week and date each other. I mean, it's like, it's very simple, but at its core, it's, I love it. Like I, I'm very in like i'm very very into these 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 men and like their thoughts and feelings for each other um it's interesting obviously to see uh the the different dating conventions then also dating conventions you know in a conservative society when they're gay and so i'm yeah i just love it um there is a couple i'm rooting for like so hard. Like if they're not together at the end, then love isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm watching Love Tractor as well, which is a oh, sorry. Before I forget, his man is on Aichi, the Aichi app. Um, I think it will be on other apps when it's over. Like I think it'll be on Vicky, but I don't think it's on Vicky Live. If that makes sense. Um, I'm also watching Love Tractor. I have like two episodes to go. Um. Also, like, just extremely cute BL that's on, also on Aichi. Like, adorable. It's like, you know, city soul guy with some, like, trauma, mild trauma, meets this, like, kind of, like, goofy himbo farmer in, like, a small town. I mean, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. It's so adorable. Um and then I'm watching See You in My 19th Life, which obviously I freaking love, even if I apparently am going to murder Soha. <laughs> um, and I am going to start King the Land um, again soon. Yeah, I'm, I've already made it clear I'm watching See You in My 19th Life, which I love, 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 love. And I'm interspersing that because now that I'm watching it live, I binged the first eight episodes in two days. <laughs> And now I'm watching it live, and there's only two episodes left, and I'm, like, distraught. And so I'm interspersing that with trying to catch back up to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tale of Nine-Tailed, 1938. I can't, oh, I can't word yeah. it tonight. Tale of Nine-Tailed, 1938. <laughs> Which, you know, we've been assuring Leah, because she's, you know, it, it was crazy cuckoo bananas bonkers, like the first Tale of Nine-Tailed. And we loved it for that. Um, and this one started out, like, a little bit slapstickish um there's some real story to it and i'm really enjoying the story and they've brought the creep factor back in which i'm really enjoying as well um you know i i messaged megan about a part that i was at i'm like this part is bananas mm-hmm. and it's it's good i'm really enjoying it but it it is not compelling me like soon my 19th life is like i i'm enjoying it but i don't have I don't have the emotional connection that I did the last time that I watched it, oh, you know? Yeah. But I'm enjoying no. it. I mean, yeah, Tale, was, but it but it it has a plot. Like, it has it a sense. plot. <laughs> it has a plot. It's like the... <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> low bar. It is a lo- low bar, low but bar. It, I, I know I'm low not bar. selling it well, but like I was telling Megan, and maybe I mentioned it to you two in Slack, I'm not sure if I did it privately or not, but I was worried after binging those eight episodes of seeing my 19th life and then not having any for a week, I was worried that going back to tale of the nine tailed was going to be a disappointment. And it wasn't, I was still entertained. 
I actually really love Tale of the Night, Tale of the Night I thought it was really great. It made me be like, oh my god, I hope they do a third season. <laughs> Truly. I'll have to see how it ends before I decide that, but I'm, I'm enjoying I, it. I thought it was... I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I like I the cast a, a lot. It's a, definitely like a, a great found family situation, um, best friends, you know, lifelong friend situation, and yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to start Wedding Plan, which is on Aichi. It's eight episodes, and it's going to be one episode every Wednesday night. Today is Wednesday, okay. so it starts tonight. The conceit okay. is it's a male wedding planner who falls for the groom. I'm in. It the just trailer looks, looks like... super cute for it. Yeah. yeah, love it. So I'm also watching. Um, I'm watching three dramas besides that right now. So I'm watching April in Tokyo is or. I think that's the name of it. <laughs> I like mess up the name of that one all the time. Um, it's a JBL that's on Vicky and it's freaking devastating. I love it. Didn't so. you tell me to, yeah, didn't you, I almost positive you told me to miss that or I'm sorry, watch that. Right. Um, yes. I'm telling you to watch it. I, okay, so funny. the other night I caught up to the last episode because it's doing one a week. I finished it yeah. and then I went back and just watched the five that were already out back to back. And I was like, I even love it so much. More. Like the first time I liked <gasps> it, but the first two episodes, I was like, I want to like it more than I do. I went back and rewatched okay. it. I'm like, I am in. like, it is in my like very top, 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 top tier. I love and it. This is on Vicky. Yes. Love okay. I'll look it. it up. Obsessed. Like I can't okay. say enough. Okay. I'm watching King of the Land, which I like as well um so this very different like i'm not obsessed with it like i am with like the tokyo bl one which is just like the angst is crazy but king land is like pure rum come gold and i just love the couple so much it's just really fun low stakes yet i just am always entertained by it and then i'm watching rain or shine which is like Oh God, John Ho, working class hero in flannel, damaged, broken, so damaged, so broken. It's 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 amazing. It's a beautiful drama. I know. I'm excited for it. I I, after I watched it, I'm like, guys, like because I remember, um, I that was one drama that I felt like obviously a lot of people said you got to watch this, and. Um, I kept putting it off because I didn't think the it really had a romance for some reason. I was like in the mood for a romance, but there obviously clearly is a romance. That's a huge. That's like the plot mm-hmm. basically. Um, and I also just didn't realize like the hold. Ejun, I this is the thing with Ejun Ho is I in person like he's like very attractive or whatever. Um doesn't really give me like a presence i guess but then you put him on screen it's and it's like a whole different it's story. like the email ho effect yes i have to watch i mean i just know the red sleeve's gonna ruin me yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i don't think i can do it i mean rain or shine did a lot to me that was just so it's so emotional he is just He's just such a broken character, but his journey in Rain or Shine is just incredible. I mean, I'm saying that not... Love it. Like, what they do with his character in Rain or Shine is, to me, one of the best, like, K-drama character arcs and and everything. So I'm really excited to talk about it. But I do want to circle back, because I felt like Kingdom Land, I felt like I saw a lot of, like, dismissing or people like, "Eh, I'm not really feeling it. And look, that's fine. I'm just saying that for me... 
look, I'm really impressed. It's it's rom-com done right to me in a way that I like it better than Business Proposal. Mm, see, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, great, great. So I, I, I it's look, anti-capital. I'm I saw somebody it. that was like, it's feminist and anti-capitalist. And it's about chables and it's true. Like it has the real <laughs> anti-capitalist bent of like it's it feels just like such a fantasy. But imagine having like somebody who like could stand to inherit that's like, I want the workers just to be happy. Like everything just feels very like I'm like, yes, let's just be in this little bubble where people just believe these things. Yes, this is it's like a the fantasy. fantasy. As I was saying, it's yeah. a good fantasy. Like thank you. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm I just uh, Obviously, like, life has just been a little hmm. nuts, uh, so I am a little behind, but uh, I I kept up with his man. <laughs> I didn't let that one go, because I am, like, you know, in a chokehold with some of these characters. Well, they're not characters. They're real people. Um, oh, wait. They're but, real? Yeah, it's, like, it's a reality show. Oh, I thought it was, his like, man. an acting reality show. Oh, no. These are real. <gasps> these are, oh, yeah. <sighs> Oh, oh no. yeah. I thought it was a. Sh- Did you get that, Meg or Amy? I thought it was a show about a reality show. No, I oh, thought no, 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 no. I thought it was a reality show. No, this yeah. is a reality show like Singles Inferno. Okay, okay. They are. It's the same thing too. Like they don't, um, they don't reveal their ages or occupations until like the second or third episode, maybe the second episode. So that's all interesting too, because like you. Th- like there are some guys where I was like, oh, they're definitely the older ones or they're definitely younger. And I was like, totally wrong. Um, so that's interesting. And um, OK, yeah, it's so cute because they like put the like they, they get they get up at like 730 or like seven. OK, and they got to like do their hair and put on their makeup like it one like one guy's walking around with a roller in his hair. And I'm like. <laughs> I love these people like this feels this feels like my jam it's just adorable I love it they cook for each other like they all take like turns cooking it's they go in these little this is the sorry just real quick they go in these like cute cafe dates and this is the funniest part is I know I've heard that like Korea has like the most cafes per like square mile than like anywhere else or something like that the amount of cafes they go to where they get to like do activities is crazy. Like where, <laughs> where are the cafes where I can do activities? I, that's where I want to go. Like they went to this one cafe and they made dream catchers, which I know dream catchers, but you know, whatever. My point is they still got to do a craft. They made like macrame dream catchers. Then another one where they like drew each other. And then another one where they like painted couple mugs with each other. And they're all at these cute cafes. Like where why is America not getting in on activity cafes? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got Without cultural appropriation. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, without cultural appropriation. Thank you. So, without the dream catchers, but like, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, they're doing dream catchers. God damn it. <laughs> really? But the mugs were cute. The mugs were very cute. And then they, and then they did little bracelets for each other. I mean, adorable. So that's it. All right. Well, look, it's been another uncensored. We've taken it yeah. in many different directions. This was a, this was this a long one, and it was an too. interesting one. And I'm I'm glad we talked about what we talked about. Yeah, we covered a lot of stuff we today. Did. All right. Well, All right. well, what's next week? Oh, are you, do you want to talk about that on uncensored? I, I mean, I don't know if you're ready for next mm-hmm. week, Leah, because we've got see you in my nineteenth life on for next week. 
Are we two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she goes, we do? Looks like that's what you're watching on the plane. <laughs> we need that's to what you're watching in your 16-hour layover. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We can talk about right. that. But, but we will be covering it. Don't worry, everyone. But Just we need to cover it, too, because be... you're leaving the country. It might be Amy oh, and yeah. Megan. It might be Amy and Megan. Yeah. We'll, you can we'll sell me out. on it. <laughs> all right. All right. All, all right. right. Okay. All right. Well, till next time. Annyeong. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!